Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about coaching. Now, why I've picked this topic is I was listening to the radio the other day and a documentary came on about a life coaching company that has essentially ruined lots of people's lives. It's like this kind of cult that takes over someone's life. And it got me thinking about um, coaching in general because more and more you see adverts for coaching a lot of people I know are coaches of different sorts and I myself took a coaching course about 20 years ago which was useful I think and I certainly incorporate it into my clinical work but what is it and is it something that's helpful what are the different types and one of the other reasons I wanted to explore it is it seems as though anyone can become a coach and some people are just better at it than others I think having been on the receiving end early in my career and I'll I'll talk a bit about that and what's the point of coaching why do people need it do they need it so I guess where I'd like to start is what is coaching and I think it's essentially a tool or activity that develops someone and in a way for me what I would want from a coach is for them to be able to draw out things I may not even have thought about in terms of the future and help me get there. Not a formal definition, but that's certainly the rough ballpark, I think. And, you know, along with that, it's often but not always to do with reducing stress and improving relationships and getting better balance in your life and personal growth. You know, there's definitely an element of that whether it's in the workplace or personally so the first time i experienced coaching and i didn't really think of it as this was as a trainee gp and i'm going to mention ed peel again who was my gp trainer who is just this amazing man and having tutorials with him was very different to having tutorials with other people involved in my training and what i realized in retrospect, is that Ed was just an excellent coach. 
In some ways, it's easier to start with what a coach isn't. They're not someone who's a counsellor. They're not someone that fixes problems for you. And they're not someone who gives you advice. And you know when someone goes off and does a course and then they do this thing, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be coaching, but coaching's a good example. And they do it by numbers and you can tell that they're doing it. Um, a little bit like when you go into, I don't know, a car showroom, not that many people do that these days, and you're trying to buy or you're looking for a car or, or you go into an estate agent and you're, you're looking to rent a property. And there's this element of sales. And once you realize the salesperson's being really salesy it just grates and irritates you and and there is this element of people trying too hard well ed was the exact opposite because i didn't know i was being coached there was no arrogance or hey i'm cleverer than you sort of vibe about him even though he clearly is and I'm going to go straight into why I thought he was really good. There were two questions that he asked repeatedly that are just really clever. And if you're in a situation where you are a boss or a mentor or a manager, I definitely recommend that you think about using these rather than sort of jumping straight in with your monkey brain, which a lot of people do in stressful environments. The two things that Ed used to say were... So the first one was, what else? He'd always say, okay, what else? <laughs> and I'd sort of sit there and think, what do you mean, what else? I've just told you. But what he was doing, because it's an open question, it opens your mind. And, the, and actually good coaching is all about that, kind of exploring areas, places that may not immediately feel safe initially and what else is just a great question and what what I'd find is that by the end of a tutorial I'd got to a place way beyond uh, where I thought it was going to end and we'd explored things that may not have been on the agenda at all the second one which I use a lot um, and I use what else a lot as well actually but this is a great one and I wish more people would use it because it would reduce a lot of workplace stress. And I, I remember seeing him using this with other people, particularly in a healthcare setting where everyone's stressed and people tend to moan. And the question is, how can we help? How can I help? You know, and, and that does two things. It takes the kind of steam out of the situation quite a direct question that is telling you that the coach or that the person that's saying it to you is with you and is looking to help rather than listen to someone's problem and then kind of go well we can't do anything about that you know you'll have to put up with it or you know well that's just tough not helpful you know and and I've seen management with that style and it it doesn't go down well and the third thing I noticed was the use of silence. Now, someone who's very good at this, um, Ed was good at it, I'm getting better at it, but one of my recent ex-partners, Mark Allen, um, was an absolute master, and being comfortable in silence is a skill in itself, but what tends to happen is if there is silence, then the temptation is to fill it for, for some people. But it also allows 
a little bit of time for things to sink in and learning and reflection. Okay, so I've gone straight in there with some very specific kind of examples of, of questions that you can ask in coaching. What kinds of coaching are there? I guess there are so many, aren't there? What makes a good coach? I mean, ultimately, if you go to the top of the tree, coaching is essentially psychology, you know, whether it's sports or business or education or a particular skill, psychology is involved. But beyond that, there are some, I guess, golden rules, a little bit like a doctor-patient relationship, but not as formal. But you've got to trust your coach, that's for sure. And it's really important that the coach actually listens actively. This is something called active listening, which I've covered in other episodes, where you're picking up on cues and reflecting, as well as summarising what you've heard. Also, by doing that, you're more likely to stay with uh, each other in terms of understanding. So Noam Chomsky, who was really an academic polymath, he... um, had a real interest in linguistics and one of the things that he used to say was there's a difference between what someone says and what they mean and not only that um that's just when it's coming out of them but how it's received by the other person is is another story and so actually active listening is a really good way to make sure that things don't get lost in translation effectively And you can see so many examples of people who are good coaches, whether it's a sports team or whether it's a psychologist like Professor Steve Peters. But those things I just mentioned about trust and listening and really being there, these are the unsaid rules that make that relationship work optimally. And, you know, if you're in a specific area, so say if you're a sports coach, you're going to need to know quite a lot about sports coaching theory and the things that play into essentially maximising performance. But if you are a business or executive coach, then you are more likely to be interested in things like leadership styles or blocks that people have that stop them, you know, performing at the top of their game, to use a cliche. And you'll see online there are lots of models Uh, of coaching and lots of different theories and I guess if I were to engage a coach and I've often thought about it and you the difficulties you can't coach yourself even though I've got some awareness of coaching I'm, I'm not a coach myself but you do need someone else to do it with you you can't just coach yourself I think anyway so my my argument there is that coaches need coaches themselves and I think the one that I like because it's so relatable for most people is something called the GROW model and it's an acronym and G stands for goal, R stands for reality, O stands for options and W stands for will. So uh, yeah you've got to know where you're going with that model really because that's the goal or what outcome you want. Reality means current reality where you're at now options kind of means you know where can you go from here and what's standing in your way and will is all about sort of moving forward nice and simple and you know for that first step of you know goal setting if you haven't done it I'm sure many of you have come across this thing called smart 
which makes me roll my eyes just because everyone talks about it all the time. But, you know, how to kind of clarify that the goal is what you want it to be. I'll stick a link in the show notes. Do people need coaching? I think it's completely subjective and really valid. You know, I think people who are a bit lost need a bit of guidance to find the answers within themselves, which is what coaching does benefit from coaching, there's no doubt. And in in a way, I wish we all had access to one because I think the world would be a better place. I guess in a way it allows you to unpack stuff safely. And as for picking one, well, you're going to have to find the style that suits you. You know, at one end you've got the Tony Robbins style, big language and big thinking kind of coach. And then at the other end, you've got someone who's much quieter and just helps you draw the best out of yourself in perhaps a more subtle way. As always, horses for courses, whatever suits you. So I want to leave you with a thought. So coaching generally is future focused. It's about development rather than looking back. But what interests me at the stage of life that I'm at is being able to look at patterns from your early life and trying to kind of effectively understand them and reprogram them. And in the world of coaching, there's a particular type of coaching based on Uh, your narrative called ARIA, A-R-I-A. And I I really like this. It's a way of getting rid of limiting narratives, which I think a lot of people have. In fact, I don't know anyone that doesn't. But the first A is for awareness, and that is about freeing yourself from these narratives and connecting with something a bit deeper. So for example, if you're someone who used to love dancing, but then decided that you were going to go and become an accountant because your, I don't know, mum happened to be an accountant or that was what was expected of you, you may have suppressed that desire to become a dancer. The second is responsibility. So that's A for awareness. R is responsibility, which is about kind of creating a life that you are content with whatever happens you know because life throws things at us doesn't it then I for imagination it's a great word imagination because again it's an open word which is open to possibilities and just thinking about what is meaningful in your life and the last one is action where you turn what you've reflected on into something active by actually taking action. It's interesting, it's one of the things that makes people change career direction um, later in life, all sorts, and that model is by David Rock, who uses brain-based coaching, um, and there'll be a link to his website in the show notes. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Have any of you had coaching? Is it something that you buy into examples of good and bad coaching i would love to hear them all thank you again for listening do look at the show notes and if you can please leave me a rating i've been overwhelmed so far because i've still got five stars on apple Podcasts, which is just amazing and do let me know if you want me to cover other topics i'm always open to that the broader the better in a way and 
do look after yourself. I think a lot of people are away over summer. I'm certainly going to be for a couple of weeks in August. I'm going to try and still put an episode out each week. If I don't, apologies. And until next time, uh, look after yourself and stay well. Do take care and see you again soon. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 